Ladies and gentlemen, this evening's performance of The Diz Explorers will begin in two minutes. Excellent listening locations are still available all around Showcase Promenade. Due to the use of alcohol and opinions around the lagoon, for your safety, we request that you remain on the promenade side of all railings. During the show, please watch your step and take small children firmly by the hand. Once again, this evening's performance of The Diz Explorers will begin in just two minutes. Thank you. Hi there. Welcome to another Diz Explorers mini-sode. My name is Jessica, and today I'm going to be talking about the newest addition to Disney+, Plus, Hamilton. Yes, the Broadway musical is now available for streaming on Disney+. Plus. Um, so what I'm not going to do is summarize the play, talk about why you should care, rant about how great the soundtrack is, uh, but what I wanted to do is really focus on a couple of very cool hidden details in the play that I feel like are very easy to miss the first or even second time that you watch it. Um, but if you know these facts and keep them in mind when you watch, it just kind of adds an extra element uh, to the play and it makes it that much cooler. So if you haven't seen the musical, maybe watch it and then listen to this episode because I'm not sure it'll make a lot of sense. But uh, these are just a couple of things that I think are just really cool about about this visual display that Disney has put together. Um, okay, so the first detail is around the stage and the set. And I don't really necessarily think that counts as a hidden detail because obviously you see the set when you watch. It's more how it changes between the two acts. So what stays consistent in both acts is the, I don't know what the technical term for it is. It's basically a turntable in the middle of the stage. Um, and the set designer described this as it's inspired by the the literal hurricane that Hamilton sings about in the first song, and it's also kind of the the whirlwind of the moment in history that sweeps all of these characters up in. So that stays in in both acts. But what changes about the set is really the the back, the back walls, and and just the overall look and feel. And I completely missed this the first time I watched it. But the first half, the set is much more like unfinished. It looks like an active construction project. There's really no walls in the back. It's just kind of an idea. And the set designer described this as, this is the idea. The first half is the people putting the scaffolding together of the US, right? They're fighting the Revolutionary War. They're just starting to frame a new country. This is what they're they're creating. And then the second act is, you know, the Revolutionary War is over. Now it's time to govern. And as a result, the walls, the, the brick walls that are in the back of the set become eight feet taller between the first act and the second act. So all of a sudden there's really a foundation here and now they're building on that initial scaffolding. And if you also notice in the background, things like uh, rifles and pistols were on all of the walls in the back in the first act because they're fighting. It's, it's, it's wartime, it's uncertain. And then in the second act, you see those are replaced by quills, by parchment, tools for writing. Because now the fighting's over and now it's time to write their history and to 
create their country. And it's just sort of a different, a shift in tone between the two acts. So I think that sort of helps set a context for, for the differences between act one and act two. So the second big hidden thing that I also missed, apparently I'm not observant, so apologies if these are obvious to you, but there are a lot of looming characters um, that obviously you can't get from just listening to the soundtrack. So even if they don't have a line or they're not singing in a particular song, a lot of characters appear on the upper deck or in the shadows, and it sort of helps you remember who these characters are thinking about and the fact that there's all these unresolved issues still looming, even if it's not the one issue that they're singing about. So here are just a couple of examples. Uh, several times during the first act when the Revolutionary War is going on uh, and Hamilton is stationed somewhere, you see Eliza and I think even Angelica in the upper deck walking around. So that sort of symbolizes like, even though Hamilton's at war and he's fighting for his country in the back of his head, he has this family that he's still wants to go back to. And they're still a big part of his life, even though they're not there in that moment. Um, And then a darker example of that is in the second act, when he's dealing with the fallout of the whole uh, Mariah Reynolds scandal, you see her several times in the shadows of kind of where the archways are on the lower deck, just standing there in partially obscured watching him. So he's still trying to deal with being the secretary of the treasury, fighting with Jefferson and Madison, all of that. But she's there because it's this thorn in his side that hasn't gone away. And because it hasn't gone away, you know, it's going to come back and it's still going to be a problem until it's faced head on and she comes out of the shadows and he deals with it. So I thought the staging there was also really interesting that characters like Mariah are literally obscured in the shadows and it's not until they come into the light that they're, that it's addressed. It's just a really interesting staging choice, I think. Um, and then the final thing that is, is a big detail that uh, I've seen go viral actually this week on social media, so you might have uh, heard about this, but there's a character that isn't really talked about that's actually a hugely important character in the story and that character is called the bullet this is an ensemble actor in in the version on disney plus her name is ariana debose debos i'm not sure how to pronounce her last name um who plays the bullet and the bullet is not a literal bullet it's a it's a person that's in the ensemble but this character becomes basically death and anyone that the bullet interacts with dies literally or metaphorically up until the point when she literally becomes the bullet that kills Hamilton. So let me explain what I'm talking about. Uh, This character, the the bullet is killed during the skirmish right after the you'll be back song. So if you don't count in the opening, like Hamilton talking about how his mother died and his cousin committed suicide, but that's not actively seen on stage. It's just like back, backstory for him so excluding those two the bullet in that skirmish is the first person to die in the show and once that happens they become death in the stay alive sequence she has the shot that barely misses hamilton in the york battle of yorktown she shakes uh lauren's hand and celebrates with him and then he dies very shortly thereafter 
And then in the second act, in the blow us all away sequence, she tells uh, Philip, Alexander Hamilton's son, where to find George Ecker, I think is the guy's last name, who uh, was talking crap about his dad and he challenges him to a duel. So she tells him where to find the guy to duel with and then he dies in the duel. And then there are also metaphorical deaths. She's the one that tells King George that John Adams is going to be the next president after Washington. And then the whole rest of the play is basically talking about the death of John Adams' presidency, how he's useless. He's literally not even seen in the play because they consider him so stupid and irrelevant. So as soon as she says that, his character is effectively dead. Um, And then, of course, during the final battle, she slowly moves the bullet toward Hamilton, which is ultimate death. And one thing I'll say here, because I was fortunate enough a few years ago to see this play in person, the only thing that I thought was a disservice in this recorded Disney version is you really don't see exactly what's going on with the bullet in that last moment when Alexander Hamilton's about to die. When you're in person, the bullet character... Obviously, you can tell in the recorded version that they that she starts with the bullet right at Aaron Burr's gun. But in person, the whole time Hamilton is talking, she is slowly moving the bullet from Burr's gun toward Hamilton. And because they're on the turntable and they're slowly rotating, you can really see from every angle how it's inching closer and closer to him. This is even happening when other characters appear. Like when you see him, he talks to Eliza and she appears on the turntable, the bullet is still going. So I just think that's important to keep in mind because if your first viewing of this is in the Disney version, I don't think you really understand exactly what that character is doing. It looks like they just randomly touched Aaron Burr's gun for some reason. So just keep that in mind too, that the bullet is literally moving in slow motion um, toward Hamilton. So anyway, I just think that's a really interesting addition that throughout the play, this character of death is slowly interacting with all of these different characters as they fall. And I also think it's a callback to Hamilton in the beginning saying, I imagine death so much, it feels more like a memory. That's a recurring thing he says. And then throughout the play, death is all around him. Death is following him, basically, until it finally catches up to him. So anyway, I just think that's really interesting. And if you're a a theater nerd like myself, I hope that you find that interesting too. So even if you're not a person that's super into musicals, I think that you will enjoy Hamilton. I, I can say I watched it with my dad, who really doesn't care about musicals at all. And he really liked it because... It is a super interesting part of history, and it's kind of amazing that it seems like every single other founding father is somebody that we study in the U.S. in school, and for some reason we don't study Hamilton, even though he accomplished an absurd amount and was a really interesting person. So anyway, if even if you don't like musicals, give it a shot. You might really like it. Um, And if you have any other thoughts about the play, other hidden things that you observe that I didn't mention here, or if you just want to talk about it, please reach out to us. We love to hear from you guys. Um, You can get in touch with us on our website at disexplorers.com, which also has links to all of our um, individual social medias. Or you can chat with us on um, Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at the Diz Explorers. So thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you soon.
follow our troop at www.dizexplorers.com, where you can find all the links for all our hosts' social media accounts. You can also follow the podcast on our Facebook group at The Diz Explorers and on Twitter and Instagram at The Diz Explorers. You can download this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher Radio, and also on YouTube. Thanks for listening.